way we work is on the move. While almost everyone uses their smartphone at work, the most innovative businesses are changing the way they use them. It's known as going mobile first, making it easier to confidently connect with your team and your customers anywhere, anytime, so you can seize every opportunity. With more and more SMEs embracing this new way of working and 5G connectivity coming soon, in this episode we ask, how can you make the move to mobile first? I'm Kate Russell and this is In Good Company, a show full of SME chat with a slice of tech, brought to you by BT. There are now a billion more smartphones than there are people. So whether you're in Belfast or Brighton, Swansea or Stornoway, there is no denying we're living in an increasingly wireless world. Not only has everyone got a mobile in their pocket, but the apps on them are capable of more and more. Where once you could only take calls and answer emails, now you can handle customer payments and manage your entire team. With all of this at your fingertips, nothing can stop you doing business. So it's no wonder more and more SMEs are putting mobile at the centre of how they work. Today, I am joined by guests from two businesses that have gone mobile first, Leanne Gatti, Commercial Director of Accounts IQ, and Will Reed, founder of Sideways 6. Hello to you both. Welcome. And in this episode, we're also joined by not one, but two experts. Stefan Thomas, author of Business Networking for Dummies. Welcome to you. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. And John Krivsky, who is BT's 5G lead for small business, and he's going to be explaining what the next generation network means for small and medium businesses later in the show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to you. Um, okay, first of all, though, I would like to come to you, Stefan. I have briefly explained how mobile is transforming the way that we can work, but how is it benefiting SMEs specifically? I, I think one of the biggest advantages to, to me, I talk about networking, is the ability to keep in touch with my network by being mobile first. I don't have to think about getting a laptop out to reply to messages. That ability to keep in touch at scale and and almost instantly, that, that's one of the huge advantages of it. Speed of response as well. And, and the customer service advantages, you can be constantly accessible if you want to be as a SME or micro business to to your customers and mobile first has has enabled that it, it was possible to do with a laptop but I'm much more likely to do stuff on my mobile which I can just pull out of my pocket mm. than get my laptop out in the back of a cab or on the tube and, and and things like that so that's where I honestly believe it's helping SMEs out you can be omnipresent even if you're a very tiny company or, or, or just a, a, a solopreneur. How does this give them the edge over their competitors? The ability to be able to do things like our accounts, and I, I know that's going to be talked about today, um, to be able to just keep in touch with people wherever we happen to be. When, when I got my first job, we would exchange messages by second class post. So it would be four or five days before someone would get a response to something they asked us. Now, someone can ask my business a question and, and typically get a response very, very quickly. That's where I see businesses being not necessarily innovative, but reacting to what's there and using that to, to, to their advantage in, in massive ways. We're talking about mobile first today, but when I get home and open my laptop up, I've got exactly the same information. So I made some notes about our conversation today. I made those at home on my laptop 
they were instantly available to me on my phone on the journey here. That has given me, that gives me an advantage when I'm traveling to see a client, I can look up their notes or, or doing something like this where I can keep myself up to date as, as to what we're going to be talking about, for example. Um, but if, you know, if you're just sitting at home thinking, should I go mobile first? You literally, all you need is a mobile phone, right? You can just go ahead and start downloading stuff that is readily available, isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg. Oh, absolutely. So I, I think people get, or they overthink rather, the, the tech and the tools that they need. But your, your mobile phone with predominantly free tools can do everything that we've talked about, whether that's editing documents on the move, there are free tools to, to, to do that, um, handling your social media, there are tons of free tools to do that, and even becoming a content machine, recording video, recording podcasts, everything is pretty much built in and a ton of that's for free as well. Plus there are there is accounting software and spreadsheet software and all of that sort of thing, which means that you can just be there just on your mobile. I completely agree, you know, particularly, actually, I'm going to come to you, Leanne, now, and let's talk about accounting. You know, you have got first-hand experience of going mobile first uh, with Accounts IQ almost two and a half years now. How has the company changed the way it works in that time? So the company has always had a mobile first policy. We're, we're a SaaS business at our heart, um, and the product that we sell was actually born in the cloud over 10 years ago. And at the time, people, you'd say, oh, it's in the cloud, and there'd be a look to the sky. Um, so <laughs> it was kind of quite innovative in its time. But um, we're just constantly developing our mobile working policy and our mobile first. So every app that we use has to be able to be used on a mobile phone. Our staff are located in Argentina, Croatia, Dublin, the UK. Um, so it's very rare that we're actually all together, but we are all together because we use a lot of video conferencing. Any calls that we make to each other, we try and FaceTime or we try and use Zoom video calling um, so that we're still getting that personal connection. But everything we do has to be available on a mobile. And from a business perspective, it's meant that we can give people a flexible working approach because they can work from home and they can utilize what I call that dead time in your day. I'm sat on the train. I came in, I had a couple of business invoices to approve. I needed to sign off somebody's expenses before I probably would have just flicked through, you know, a messaging app or looked at a book. But I was able to do that so I don't have to do it when I get home. Stefan? I, I think something that Leanne has just mentioned, that ability to use micro moments where you are in the back of a cab or waiting at the school gates to do a couple of things, you'd never get your laptop out. But if you're mobile first, you can. That's a great point. That's a great point. So after years of working a different way and then making that switch to mobile first, was, was that transition easy? Did you have any help with it? I did have help with it. And there were some easy parts to it and there were some difficult parts. So from an easy perspective, the world has moved to mobile first. So in my own life, I don't switch on a laptop to pay the kids' school dinner money or, you know, order the food shopping. I do everything on the mobile. So I'd already naturally made that transition. But from a working balance, there is difficulty in being able to switch off. And that's something we're training our staff on very much at the moment, that just because you are always connected doesn't mean that you're always working. And I'm very aware that we want to avoid people being very burnt out because, they're doing so much mo in a in a mobile context, and that's why we've put the two th two themes together: that it's output based working, 
and you reduce your week down so you get that flexibility because you're doing things on the mobile. It's not an excuse to go to a 90-hour working week. That's that's not what it's designed to do. <laughs> do you think bosses know that? <laughs> I think some do, and I would hope that it's intrinsic in our business, very much so, but I don't think all businesses do. And that's the word of caution I would have, is when you're looking at your mobile-first strategy, think about the human being as well and training your staff that there is a point where you don't check the mobile apps and you use the scheduling tools. And the, But the software itself, Accounts IQ, yeah. uh, is based in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, is this How does this help your business users? Um, so Accounts IQ is a connected finance platform. So we support um, about 4,000 customers on a global footprint. So it's designed as a mid-tier accounting packages. So very much the upper end of the SME space into quite large organisations. So our largest customer is a 280 entity group sitting in 40 countries. They wouldn't be able to operate that accounting platform in a connected way unless it was in the cloud and it was a SaaS basis. So that's really how we support our customers. On a mobile first, having a, an app for your finance you sign off invoices, you're, you know, raising a customer, a purchase order, um, you're doing your expenses. I popped in my expenses on the way here, took a photo of the train ticket that's ready to be submitted through for payment. Um, so all those tools are starting to innovate the way finance, which is traditionally a back office function, is sort of moving into the, the front of the business uh, with cloud and mobile technology. So in summary, anybody who's thinking of going mobile first, um, you know, can you tell us how has going mobile first changed the way your business works? What what can you expect in terms of changes? It's made our business a lot more efficient. So we can do a lot with less resource. Um, and it's also made us think about the type of business that we want to be and the culture we actually want to embed. And that probably came by accident when we went to mobile. We realised that we wanted everybody's on a flexible contract, everybody's on a home-based contract. And we actually hadn't thought that was something we wanted until until we'd done it. So it's actually shaped some of the culture of the business. So Will, your startup is all about working together, isn't it? Can you tell us a bit about Sideways 6? Absolutely. So at Sideways 6, we believe in the power of employee ideas. So our software platform helps large organisations to listen to ideas from their employees. We've all been in the situation uh, when we've been work- at work and we've had that kind of little bit of insight about how our company or our uh, organisation might be better to help the company to better serve its customers or its employees, save money, make money, etc. And our software connects to things like Slack and Microsoft Teams and f- Facebook um, to listen to those ideas and to find the best ones. So we're doing that for the last kind of five years. Years. We're at 35 people um, working with some amazing companies like kind of Walmart, Sainsbury's, Oxfam. And you've done that specifically to help your team work better together, um, really embracing going mobile first. Is that correct? Yeah. So within within our business and, and those of our clients, um, you've seen the rise of mobile first all over the place. Um, so within our clients, really, uh, we work with a lot of kind of retailers, a lot of kind of utilities companies, and everything, every decision that they're making um, has a mobile first element to it. So all of the collaboration tools that they're using, for example, it's it's mobile first. You're even seeing the rise of what we're kind of calling listening leaders. These are like the CEOs who will spend their kind of time in the in the back of taxis, uh, kind of actually communicating with the everyday and the employee and that's again thanks thanks to mobile but within sideways six obviously we're about five years old now and and we were born in an age where you could make the decision to 
to be mobile first to start off with. And, and so we have been. Um, and so everything that where we're equipping our people, um, uh, that's certainly, certainly the case. And that's even more important with, um, uh, with kind of having a couple of offices. We have half of our people in, in London, half our people in Belarus. So it's not company policy, but you've taken going mobile first one step further, haven't you? Um, dictating blog posts via voice memos, for example. Why, why is that? So I've always been a bit of a, a kind of a geek and a bit of a, a nerd when it comes to optimization and um, how I can my, hack my own prog- productivity. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm always up for trying new ways of doing things. Some of the things that, that we do, for example, when I'm um, writing blog posts, I'll start off by dictating that into into the phone or go into my notes app. And then later on, I can kind of edit it, edit it up. I'm now doing that with kind of longer emails uh, and things like that. But we, we do encourage experimentation. Um, we do kind of encourage our staff to look for the most kind of efficient and productive ways of doing things. And a lot of the time now that's that's coming uh, through mobile. Okay. If everyone is using their own mobile devo- device or even a company-issued mobile device for work with a variety of apps installed, how do businesses keep a lid on the security? I think security is, is hugely important, especially when what we're dealing with. It's like ideas, innovation. It's potentially the next big thing for, for the businesses that we're working with. And I think, um, but there are kind of best practices now that, that, exist i think it's a double-edged sword with everything being in the cloud right because you can very easily wipe data from devices now like if i was to lose my phone i would be able to log into a kind of platform online and say delete everything and it's all gone and no one can ever get at it and so in that way there's actually um we're kind of more secure uh but at the same time um you do have people walking around with potentially the ability to kind of give away the company's secrets on, on mobile. So I think that there are a lot of best practices um, on, on mobile security that people should should look into. That. Okay, um, Will, before we move on and talk specifically, John, to you about 5G and other stuff, um, do you think the mobile networking genie is out of the bottle yet, uh, Will? Um, in other words, if employers don't provide their people with a mobile policy, they're just going to do it anyway um, and only using apps that perhaps aren't secure or approved by uh, the the employer and their ecosystem. I think people are always going to look for the best way to get their work done and to, to collaborate and communicate. And I think that it's clear that mobile is, is here to stay and it's it's super important. I think for the job of people like myself is to give people a suite of tools that they prefer using, that they actually enjoy using, that they feel are benefiting them so that they don't need to go too far away and, and search for other uh, applications. If there are apps being brought into the business or people that people are suggesting, then I think it's a, a case of kind of taking uh, a little bit of common sense here. And, and if someone is suggesting that uh, we might want to use application x or y then i'll always sit down with them and try and kind of find out what the pain is that they're trying to solve um what the benefit might be if we do use that application and see if we can kind of whitelist it and and bring it on board because oftentimes they'll actually be super useful there's things that staff are suggesting but yeah i think the uh, clear policy is there and a little bit of common sense is the way to go so john let's talk 5g it's it's one of those phrases that we've sort of started to hear a few years now everyone's excited you know faster mobile connections. Um, But let's actually talk about where we're at right now with the rollout and um, what 5G could potentially bring to the table for small businesses. What we're going to see initially is quite often today, the conversation is focused around being able to work from anywhere and people using a lot of cloud-based services. The key benefit at 5G at launch will be capacity. So Today, maybe if you're in a busy train station at rush hour, you don't have that great an experience. You can't connect to the cloud service or you can't do a FaceTime call. Uh, With 5G, the capacity will be so huge 
you'd be able to stand on the busiest train station and have a perfect uh, FaceTime call. It's that reliability to use those services that your business is relying on. So your connectivity is going to increase uh, speed? S- speed will be much, much faster. So things that will take minutes or hours to download today, uh, you'll be able to do in seconds. So for example, a full box set, uh, you'll be able to download that in seconds. Where that can have uses for businesses, uh, so take, for example, a media, film production crews. Uh, often in London, they will, they will film a shoot uh, and then give the recording to a courier who's got to risk life and limb pedalling through London as fast as he can to get that uh, to an editing suite. Whereas with 5G, you'll just be able to send the file over 5G quite quickly. And I've heard, I, I know this is probably not a particularly scientific number, but um, I've heard that something like 10 times faster than 4G on 5G. Is that going to be a roughly what we're well, expecting? Well, certainly it will reach that, uh, yeah. that that speed. I think once networks launch, they'll take a, a little bit of time to get up to their full capacity. Um, but 10 times is, is certainly achievable. And, and actually, over time, it will go much faster than that. And then the, the final element of it, it will be uh, latency. So this is the time it takes to do things on the internet. So if you press a button, the time before something actually happens. Um, and that's something that will uh, be there at launch, but it will grow over time. And eventually, after three or four years, it will end up with real time. Uh, so you know that opens up a whole post of possibilities of, of things that can be done on 5G. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to being able to instantly download box sets and series and just binge watch them on train rides. Um, but it's going to be about much more than that, though, isn't it? On the Internet of Things side, what, what are the benefits of 5G for small businesses? Yes, this is where we start to get to the exciting stuff. And there's a lot of technologies out there today which exist. Um, you know, if you're a small business and you've got uh, lots of stock, uh, today you probably have to do stock checks and count everything. Uh, but if everything uh, is connected on the Internet of Things, you know exactly what stock you've got. And if you send something out to a customer, uh, you can instantly see that that's, that's gone out. And you can track uh, that stock that you sent all the way to its final destination. But we don't make great use of them because there's connectivity to support them isn't there. And Internet of Things is one of those. So that will enable uh, millions and millions of uh, items to be connected uh, in in spaces so for example uh you know if you've got a a, a building uh you'll be able to have sensors that tell you the temperatures remotely you'll be able to control the water control security cameras so anything inanimate can be connected uh and, and you can control it remotely okay well, let's bring the guys back in again um uh, will leanne stefan 5g excited can you see uses for yourself immediately in in terms of content creation, that's just sort of blown my mind. I've never heard a, a proper description of it. But content creation, being able to do video, I, I did a video earlier on and then sat there on the train and it took a full 10 minutes to upload. It just sounds like it's going to massively speed up that process. So you'll see a lot more small businesses pumping out more content, which I happen to think is a good thing. But that, that yeah, that speed of connection sounds awesome. And to back that point up, in a, a recent test, uh, BT filmed the FA Cup Vars live at Wembley. And normally to film uh, a football game, you have to send a massive production crew down to uh, the stadium to edit there. But they just sent a few cameramen and they could live stream the, the, the game to the editing suite at BT Tower. Um, Will, how about you? Are you excited for 5G? Yeah, I think it sounds super exciting. I mean, not least just to get rid of the first three minutes of every video conference we seem to have, which is, can you can you hear me and can you see me? Uh, but then the, what you're saying around kind of 
the the forward thinking stuff like who are the next generation of startups going to be that can leverage that connectivity i think it's hugely exciting Leanne, it's so exciting. I mean, just that latent speed in in systems being able to be immediately, you know, completing the task that you want to, getting to the data. Um, obviously, from a finance tilt or anybody who's looking at big data and just being able to recover all that information quickly on the go is just going to be a huge, huge change for there. We can then develop further and and use different technologies. Well, we're almost at the end of our mobile first episode, but I would like to just come round the table. It's a little bit of a surprise question for all of you. Um, one piece of stellar advice or thought that you can put into the minds of people who are about to go on the journey to move to mobile first, what would be the number one thing that you want them to think about as they start? Stefan, I'm going to start with you. Gosh, that's put me on the spot. The, the number one thing that I believe that that small businesses and micro businesses should think about is simply their ability to communicate with with their existing customers with their prospective customers and and with their network as a whole being mobile first has just made that so much easier for me and the people that i work with what what i've just heard about 5g i can see that having huge possibilities so just think about how connected you're going to be able to be and like you've said, you're using tools like WhatsApp and, um, you know, other tools which are just everyday tools that people are using in their lives anyway. If you can transfer that experience into your business, then do so, right? Don't don't use something new just because. Absolutely. What Will said earlier on really gave me something to think about using the tools that people are already using Again, my world is networking. If, if we can help people use the tools that they're already using, Facebook Messenger and so on, rather than introducing new things all the time, that, that will make everyone's lives easier. Um, will, can I come to you next for your uh, number one tip? Yes, I think that's that's a big thing. Integrate, make it easy. Where are people already? And and uh, don't try and overwhelm them with a million things to do. And then I'm, I'm excited by the possibility to kind of be a little bit more human with some of this technology, actually. So um, going mobile first allows you to perhaps give a little bit more of a humanity when you're communicating. So that might be video, it might be kind of lo-fi video versus heavily produced on a laptop. And I think that's quite exciting. Yeah. Um, I think for SMEs, really think about your people and going mobile first they're always going to be connected. So make sure you train them how to still be a human being and have downtime and tech free time. I think that can often be overlooked and it's a really, really important part of your strategy and how you protect your staff from becoming overwhelmed and burnt out with tech. So good tech breaks. Of course, if you need more help with that, uh, it's series one of this very podcast. We did cover uh, making sure you get your work-life balance um, sorted out. So nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> um, finally, John, last last words of advice from you. Uh, anybody who's about to walk on this mobile-first journey, what would be the number one tip or advice you'd give them? Uh, I think not, not to be scared of it, embrace it. Because we see a lot of uh, small businesses, when you ask them about how they manage communications in their business, some of them have the most incredibly complex workarounds for problems they've got. And, you know, the simple apps or they could really solve all of that in an instant. So I think, you know, the technology is there to really simplify your business and processes and then give you more time to spend at home with the family or 
make your employees more productive. So I think the key is just to embrace it and try things out. Don't be scared of, of just trying something. And that is sadly all we have time for in this episode. My thanks to our wonderful guests here in the studio, to Leanne Getty, Will Reed, Stefan Thomas and John Karivsky. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, from checking our calendars to replying to messages, pretty much all of us use our phones in our daily working lives. But with 5G around the corner, there has never been a better time to go mobile first or risk being left behind. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a shout out on Twitter. Tag us in on at BT Business and let us know what you found most useful. That's all from me, Kate Russell, in good company. For more insights, help and advice on staying connected in business, head to bt.com forward slash stay connected. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts in this series of In Good Company. Goodbye. Goodbye.